Hello and welcome to the Mindful in Minutes podcast, a guided meditations podcast brought to you by Yoga for You. I'm Kelly, and today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode of the Mindful Minutes podcast. This month, I thought it would be good to explore some different mindfulness and self-care practices that you can do during what I'm calling tough times, but really just any time, whether it's, you know, you are going through a tough time or you're feeling burnt out or tired or down or just there's a lot happening. Like I know right now there's just a lot happening in the world. I know that we're stressed, that we're tired. Maybe we're feeling burnt out. I've been hearing from a lot of you that you're having a hard time right now and I want to help support you. And this is the way that I know how to help support is to just share some different tools and practices that maybe you can use to help find some peace of mind or just take care of yourself and be gentle with yourself if you are struggling, whether it be right now or down the road, um, if you need some of these practices. Um, my hope is that it will just give you some inspiration, ways that you can take care of yourself and be gentle during these tough times. So that's what we'll be exploring. I'm going to share actually my seven personal favorite practices that I use during tough times or when I'm feeling down or burnt out or just going through something or the world just feels like a lot. Um, This is what I use. So I'm looking forward to sharing these with you. And I have two quick things before we dive into really fun things. Um, The first is this week. So through Sunday, if you're listening when this episode is released, Um, through January 23rd of 2022, I am doing a giveaway. So if you leave a rating in the Spotify app or you leave a review on Apple Podcasts for Mindful in Minutes, take a screenshot, send it to me either via DM on Instagram or via email and you will be entered to win a custom-made mala by me. So I make malas um, for friends, sometimes for clients, and I would love to make one for one of you so you can use it in your meditation practice. And I'll, you know, hand pick every single bead that I put on there, fill it with intention and positive energy, and I'll send it to you wherever you are. Even if you're not in the U.S., I'm happy to send it. So we have that going on through Sunday. Um, So if you're feeling lucky or if you just want to leave a rating or a review to help support my show, it really would mean the world to me. Um, But yeah, so you can do that. Fun little giveaway for the next few days. And then second, I still have a couple last minute spots in the Sacred Stillness Hawaii meditation retreat at the end of February. So if you are tired of winter, you feel you're cold, you want to do something for you, you want to care for yourself and meet me in Maui, nothing would be like more special to me than having you come. So I'll put all the information for that in the show notes. At least as of right now recording, there's those last few spots left, um, you know, but I can't, uh, you know, make any promises. So go check that out. If you have any questions, again, DM me or send me an email. I'll be happy to help you in whatever way I can to figure out if that retreat is the right fit for you and the right step for you. So let's dive 
right in. So like I said, I have seven practices to share and hopefully one or a few of them will resonate with you or give you some ideas on just how to be gentle with yourself and do some mental, emotional, and spiritual self-care during tough or stressful times. So my first favorite practice for times like these is to do some honest reflection on what is weighing me down. So this is really for me, usually the first step and sometimes a really powerful and important step for me, which is to just be honest and to reflect on like how I'm doing, how I'm really doing and what is weighing me down. And it can be tough to be honest and it can be hard to look at things objectively, especially when it has to do with like your life or circumstances that you're in or choices that you're making so do the best that you can just to look at things objectively and then I like to just do some honest reflection so that might be sitting and reflecting it might be journaling I'm not usually a big journaler but I have to be honest I'm going to share you know in another um, practice a little bit later something that I recently did that was just really nice and um, uplifting for me and it did start with some journaling and so although I don't do a ton of journaling myself when I do it I like it and I think that at least when I'm trying to do some reflecting sometimes it helps to like instead of just sitting and reflecting my mind wanders a little bit less if I'm like writing it down so you could journal Um, but you could also talk it out with a therapist or a trusted friend, or if there's any other way that you kind of like to do that introspection and practice turning inward and honestly reflecting and just looking at what's going on. Like, how are you really honestly, truly doing? And the biggest piece to this, um, for me and you, I realize I, I switched from, you know, saying I do this and now saying, no, you should do this, but you know what I mean? But honestly, the hardest piece of this is not judging yourself and just being honest. And it can be hard when you're when you're struggling or having a hard time of not placing that judgment or blame or just being hard on yourself. I often find myself sometimes getting stuck in like the should the should haves or like, oh, I should be working. Oh, I should be sharing this on social media or I should be present with the people around me right now I should be this I should be that and I've been trying to be a little more I guess cognizant of where I'm using that kind of language and always tell myself oh you should be doing this you should be doing that and that's not always the best kind of language for myself like for me that's not always helpful so I've really been trying to be more cognizant of placing less judgment on my reflections and just like being an observer and looking objectively and honestly at like what's going on, why am I feeling this way, what's contributing to this happening, and just being honest with myself. And that's something that I find in general kind of being this objective observer, not just when times are tough, but this is something I've been trying to incorporate more into my personal meditation practice is just like checking in and being like, how am I really doing? What's going on? And just looking at things, trying to look at things clearly and without like judgment or attaching a story or, you know, feelings to it, but just getting a clear picture. 
I have found that to be a challenging but rewarding practice, and it's giving me a lot of insight into what's happening. And so when times are tough or I'm struggling, applying the same thing of just looking objectively, being honest as I reflect on what's going on, it gives me a lot of information as to not only what's happening, but how can I start to move forward and gain a better understanding of why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. So that's my first practice that I usually do is just that honest reflection on like what is weighing me down right now, what's going on, and just being honest with myself. The second thing that I guess my second tip or practice is remind yourself that it is okay to not be okay and it is all right to not be functioning at 100% or 120% or whatever it is all the time. I've had to do this a lot lately. I just have been, I don't know, I've just had a lot of feelings lately. And I don't, I mean, I I do know what, you know, to a degree what's contributing to it. Um, Just, you know, some things going on in in personal life. So I, I do, from my honest reflection, know somewhat what's contributing to it. But I have to remind myself that, like, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. It's okay to be tired it's okay to feel down it's okay to have feelings that aren't just like a positivity or being a go-getter whatever it is right that like it's okay to struggle and it's okay to be like you know I'm really I'm just feeling sad today I'm just experiencing a lot of sadness today you know maybe because of this or that or whatever it is and that's okay that's that is a part of life and it's okay to not be okay and also it's okay to ask for help and support this is not weakness it is strength it truly is to ask for help and support and it's 100% okay to have real emotions fears worries feelings your feelings are valid and just remind yourself of that and it, it's part of the human experience to feel and to have ups and downs, right? So you also, you know, you don't have to go through these things alone. So being honest with those around you about how you're doing or how you're feeling, it'll not only help to remove the stigma around it, but something that I think is really beautiful with this practice is that when you give yourself the permission to be okay with not always being okay and to speak about it and to show just you know, speak about your truth, you're also giving people around you the permission to do that for themselves as well and for them to be their real and authentic selves too. And that's where I think speaking about where you're at and what you're going through and being honest with yourself and others about what life looks like right now, it's not a weakness. It's a strength and it's beautiful and it may also be empowering to people around you that look at that and be like, wow, I really appreciate the fact that this person in my life is so honest with what they're feeling and maybe it'll give them the courage to you know be honest about how they're feeling too and what's going on in their life and going off of it's you know okay to not be okay like sometimes you will just be sad sometimes you just need a good cry sometimes you need to lay in bed and watch Netflix or read for a little bit or just sit with your feelings and I've you know, I recently, I, the other night, I don't know what my deal was, um, but I just was, I just had a lot of emotions and I had to honestly just, I was talking to baby pork chop because I found myself like my patience just being a little bit slim and I was just emotional and I, I just, you know, and with this little, you know, little one-year-old man 
self and I was just like, you know, mom's just really feeling a lot of emotions right now. And I found that just verbalizing it and just being like, this is what's going on and verbalizing that to my family. Um, it was kind of freeing to me. And I think also it helped just everyone around me just be like, okay, like, you know, mom or my partner, whoever, um, just having some feelings and that's okay. And that's a part of life. And I do want to just put a little like caveat, little like asterisks here that if you're really struggling or you're worried about your mental health, please reach out to someone or seek professional help. Like if you feel like this isn't just like, you know, a one-off, like a tough day or like a short stretch and you feel like it's just going a little bit too far or you getting to the point where you may need some help to get out of that place of struggle and tough time, please do not be afraid to ask for help. Please do not be afraid to seek professional help and know that people care about you and they support you. And that's something that, you know, I am a huge advocate. As you know, I love therapy. <laughs> I love therapy. Um, it's something that just really helps me. And, you know, I, I want you to get the help that you can get. So that's, I want to kind of just insert that here when we're talking about like tough times. If you ever feel like it's going a little bit too far, like please seek professional help. Um, I will put some resources in the show notes for you. And if you, you know, just need to know where to start, um, I'll put some links and resources in the show notes of this episode so that you can um, get some resources if that's something that you are looking for. Also, if you need some help, um, you can always send me an email or a DM. I may not necessarily know exactly where the best place, you know, all the resources where you are locally, but I will absolutely be happy to help you find um, anything that you need if, if you're struggling and you need someone. Um, with that, I lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> I lost my train of thought for a second because I really, I really genuinely mean what I just said. And something that I wrote in here about, you know, one of my practices is that it feels good to be kind. And again, I'll elaborate on that in a little bit, but something that I've really been thinking and reflecting on, this is me going on a tangent a little bit, but I swear, you know, there's a, a purpose to this, but something I've really been in, reflecting on lately is how one, one, you don't know what people are going through. And I just, I don't know. I just, I've been feeling like pulled to want to not only show up for people, but it's like, we're all sharing this space. We're all sharing this earth we're all just, you know, living our lives in the same place, the same home of planet Earth. And I think it's important just to like look out for each other a little bit more and to and to try to be there for one another. And so I really do mean like if you are someone and and you want some help finding some resources, I, you know, and you you don't have anyone else or feel like you have anyone else that is a safe person to talk to, like please send me an email or a DM and I will be happy to try to help you um, find those resources or try to um, help guide you or support you in any way to get you that professional help um, if you feel like that you need that. So that's not just me just saying that. Like I really genuinely do uh, mean that because I I just, I don't know, I love all of you so much. And so see, I, you know, I told you guys I'm having a lot of feelings. What is my deal? But I just, I really genuinely care so much about every single person in this community, in the Mindful Minutes community. And I just want you to know that, that I really do care. And if you 
want some help or need help or guidance or don't know where to start and looking for resources, like I said, I'll put things in the show notes. Um, but I also, you know, if you just can't bring yourself to Google, you know, where to um, find some resources or to look into that, like I will absolutely help you. So just know that that's something that I will do my best to to help you with if I can or point you in the direction um, of help. So and another I guess note that I have on knowing that it's okay to not be okay is part of this is also just the human experience of we're going to have ups and downs. We're going to have peaks and valleys in life. And you may be right now in a valley looking up at a peak or sometimes, you know, you may find that you're in a valley and you're looking up on what looks like everyone else on a peak and you find yourself getting caught in like comparison or feeling bad about yourself, um, that this is a part of life. Everyone has peaks. Everyone has valleys. It's a part. It's just the natural flow of life. And so be gentle with yourself, care for yourself, and, you know, just just be kind and know that it's okay to be okay. You cannot have, truly have the peaks without the valleys. And, you know, life ebbs and flows. And something that I've personally been working on is just embracing like where I'm at right now, um, which sometimes is a peak and sometimes is a valley. And sometimes it can feel like in the same day, I've experienced both a peak and a valley in different aspects of my life. And just accepting that that is what the experience is for me in that day. Um, There's something just about thinking about it that way. And this actually stems from something I've been working on with my meditation accelerator group that's going on right now, where we're talking about distractions and how important distractions are in meditation. Because if we didn't have distractions, there really wouldn't be a point in meditating. We'd just be walking around all day meditating, having this perfect concentration and just being able to, you know, focus all of our attention on one thing. But if we didn't have distractions to kind of pull us away from our point of concentration, then we wouldn't have the opportunity to then truly practice our meditation, go back to our point of concentration. And so really embracing and welcoming in distractions as not only a important part, but a good part of meditation has made me look at other aspects of my life as to where am I, you know, where have I maybe been frustrated with something or, you know, where can I welcome in some of these things I traditionally would think as think of as frustrating or, you know, bad or disappointing or whatever, and where can I kind of embrace them and realize that sometimes they're just a part of the experience. Um, My third favorite practice for tough times is moving my body in a way that feels good and also meditating, not dropping my meditation practice, but focusing more on like my heart um, and my intuition when I do meditate. So when it comes to movement, um, I like to think about like what does my body need? So what does my body need right now? And there's no right or wrong answer. I find that movement, for me, it always feels good. And just moving my body even for a little bit, whether it's going for a walk. Lately, I've really been enjoying yoga, flowing on my mat. Um, Sometimes when it's warmer out, I'll go for like a little run, listen to some good music. And when it comes to my movement, and I know I've talked about this before, that I try not to put too many like definitions of like, quote, like what movement is, um, but just moving my body in some way that feels good and nurturing and like healthy for my body. So I kind of ask it like, what kind of movement do you want? And then I give it that sort of movement. And I never regret like moving my body. And that's something that if I feel like I'm stuck in a rut or I'm having a bad day, like there's something about like moving my body that kind of helps to work that out a little bit. And 
I have a little bit of a confession to make. And that is, you know, when I'm struggling or having a bad day or I'm extra stressed or I'm tired, sometimes I skip my meditation practice. And that's just the truth. Um, I'm getting better at it because I have found time and time again that my meditation practice is something that helps me so much during these tough times or the down days or the times that I'm struggling that I'm really recognizing you know how important it is to keep that practice on those days and so I haven't done it in a while but I have in the past found myself just you know being too tired or just you know not wanting to do one more thing or almost kind of like checking out um, and not wanting to I guess check in by doing my meditation practice so I have found when my you know, favorite tips is just 10 minutes a day. For me, I always, I guess I was about to say I always feel better. I usually feel better. But the thing is, the big piece for me here is I always feel. And even on the tougher days, even if my meditation practice, I don't necessarily feel like, quote, better. I find it to be really nourishing for my soul and my well-being to just take that time to slow down, check in, and feel. And I really try to focus on more like heart-centered practices and check into my intuition and be like, just like when I'm moving my body, when it comes to my meditation, like what do I need? Do I need to work with mantra today? Do I need to just breathe? Do I need to send some nourishing love to my body? Do I need to, you know, do some loving kindness meditation? Do I need to visualize a, a pink light around my heart that is healing it? Like, what do I need in my meditation practice today? And then again, reminding myself there's no right or wrong answer, just trying to give my mind and my heart what it needs through meditation in that day. And just saying, you know, 10 minutes, setting my timer for 10 minutes, if I want to go past that, fine, but just, you know, committing to those 10 minutes for me has made a really, really big difference, especially on those tough days. So trying to stick with my meditation practice during the peaks and the valleys and everything in between really helps. My fourth favorite thing is to do something for you. And this can look like anything. So of course it can look like, you know, something big, like taking a trip or going on a retreat or learning something new, taking, you know, signing up for a course, or you could take yourself out on a little date, but it could also be just sitting and reading quietly for 30 minutes. It could be, um, you know, just treating yourself to to something. It, it can, this doing something for yourself, that can be anything. I feel like sometimes social media makes it seem like, oh, self-care is like these big, like lavish getaways, or it's all like face masks and bubble baths, but it can be whatever you want it to be. And it can be whatever you need it to be. It can be big. It can be small. It can, you know, I personally believe that like self-care is something where you just try to do like a little bit every day. It's like, I don't even necessarily know if like self-care is the right term for me. It just feels like more like maintenance, like self-maintenance, just doing a little bit to like take care of myself. But I do find that when I'm feeling run down, like doing something just extra special and nice for myself is good. So I sometimes like to like cook myself like a special meal. Um, Sometimes after a pork chop has gone to bed, I'll do that. I'll just cook a meal and like just enjoy eating it and be quiet. Um, sometimes the reading thing, I, I put that in there because that's something that I did the other day where I put on my to-do list um, just basically like like shut down, turn off, you know, from work, shut my computer down for the last 30 minutes of my work day and just read a book. 
And that was like incredibly nice. It was so nice and nourishing. I really enjoyed it. And that was one of like the best self-care things I'd done for myself in a while. So I find just like doing something nice and special for yourself really can help during the tough times or on the, the bad days. This episode is brought to you by Ritual. My friends, gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. And over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. And Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diet of women's aged 18 plus. It is formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. I also love that it has been backed up by science because Ritual invested in a gold standard, university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of the Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, and it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. So I feel so good about taking Ritual, knowing that I am not going to have to be worried about gaps in my diet and that especially since I live in a place that has very dark and cold winters that I am going to be getting that extra vitamin D and omega-3 support that my body needs and right now Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months just visit ritual.com mindful and turn healthy habits into a ritual that's 10% off at ritual.com mindful and now on with the episode. Okay, my friends, we are back and I want to now share my fifth trick, my fifth, I'm not entirely sure to call these, I guess my fifth exercise in a way, um, my fifth mindfulness practice to do on tough days or when you're feeling down. And that is checking in with my mindset and doing a vision board. So I actually made my first like real vision board this year. I don't know, you know, I don't know what I was doing with my life <laughs> before I made this vision board, but I had put pork chop to bed early. I happened to be alone. My husband was working overnight on New Year's Eve and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a little bit of time for me and I'm going to reflect on the year behind and create a vision board for the year ahead. And honestly, I'm kind of obsessed with it. I I loved this practice. I've done like a little bit of this, but I've, I've never done like the full-blown like all-in like vision boarding process. And it was such a powerful practice for me because I not only started reflecting on where I was. So I really kind of had that honest, objective look at the year behind and just reflecting on, you know, what had been happening up until this point. And it really helped me to, you know, get clear on all of that. But then it also helped me to focus on where I wanted to go. So once I had that clarity, and that's why I put, you know, ref honest reflection as my first practice in this list of practices is because for me, that's been really powerful to look at objectively at things. It gives me a lot of clarity. So then I can look forward to where I want to go or what I want to do about it. And I honestly, I didn't really have a lot of like physical materials to make my vision board. I actually made one on Canva. And I printed it and it's now hanging up in my office. Like in my mind, I I hadn't really done it. I was like, oh, I don't have a bunch of like magazines lying around or things to like cut out. Um, 
but I just kind of like made it online and like took little screenshots of things and made this vision board and it was really fun but also a great exercise for me to like get clear to see where I'm going and hung it up and it this also helped me to kind of check in with like my mindset so when I was looking at what I wanted and my you know dreams it gave me a little bit of a reality check of where I had some limiting self-beliefs or where I was holding like some fear or thinking maybe where I didn't like not really where I didn't deserve things but where I like wasn't I guess believing in myself or where I looked at like a dream or a goal of mine I was like I'll never be able to get that and I had to kind of give myself like a good healthy like mindset check and I I find for me personally when I'm feeling down when I'm feeling burnt out it's hard to always kind of get my mindset where I want it to be and that then I can find my thoughts like getting a little bit more negative or being a little bit you know that I'm just like down on myself or not being very kind to myself and lacking in some of that like belief um And so I just really enjoyed like making a vision board and kind of having a good like mindset check-in. So if that's something that you like to do or if you haven't done it before, give it a try. It's kind of fun. You can, you know, make one online. I think there's like other apps you can use too. Or you can do like old school where you cut things out, you know, and and, like tape it or, you know, get like a a glue stick out and make a little vision board. I, I found it really enjoyable. My sixth favorite exercise and I feel like I should say these are in no particular order. These are just when I was making the list, the order I thought of them, (laughs) which is doing chakra and inner self work. So I have found that sometimes when I'm feeling down, that this can be an indicator that there's maybe some kind of like an energetic imbalance. Maybe I need to spend some time reconnecting with my inner self and doing like some of that energetic, like clearing and balancing. And you all know that I love the chakras so much and I love to explore this. I like to tune into them and also take a journey to the true self. So a lot of times what this looks like for me is either doing some yoga nidra so that I can reconnect with the true self and work with the koshas, which you know I also love. But this may also look like some energy healing. Um, I've been doing some energy healing with a woman called Cassie Yule. She's actually someone that I hope to do a guest meditation on this podcast because I personally have been enjoying her work so much. I'll link to her in the show notes as well. It's just some really um, interesting and powerful work. And I've been doing distance energy healing with her, which has been a really powerful experience. I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be like doing like distance energy healing, but I really enjoyed it. Um, And so doing like maybe some energy healing, you can also do that on, you know, yourself as well. There's different books and things out there that can teach you how to do um, like self energy healing or Reiki or whatever particular like lineage or practice that you want to explore. Um, That could be a sound bath. Another thing that is coming up this month, um, I'm actually going to be doing a chakra sound like singing bowl um, meditation for this podcast. I think I finally figured out like how to get the audio just right. So I'm really looking forward to that. You could do some yoga. I love to do yin yoga when I'm working with the chakras. That seems to just really, um, those longer holds and working with the connective tissue for me just really seems to be able to help me like go deep into those areas to get some balance and alignment in my energy centers. And you also can just like intuitively check in when you're meditating and asking yourself like, 
where do I have a blockage of energy? Because you can have like blocks or sluggish energy, not just in one of your energy centers. It could be, you know, through one of the the nadis or the energetic pathways. It could be, you know, up and down the spine. I, for a while, kept feeling like I had like some gunk and like almost like a blockage on like my right shoulder. And so in meditation, I, I'd visualize that kind of like crumbling away and going away. You can tune into your intuition and be like, where is my energy stuck? Like, what kind of work do I need to do here? And again, I mean, I've said this before, but I'll keep saying it. There's no right or wrong answer. When you're working with your intuition and you're just maybe in that meditative state and you're like, where, you know, where I feel blocked, where's that block coming from? And let's say, you know, your, your intuition says my abdomen, you know, maybe that energy center is kind of sluggish. You can just say, okay, how am I going to get it going? And whatever pops into mind, like do that says, oh, you know, in your mind, visualize it turning clockwise or visualize um, a light going there to get the energy moving. Whatever it is, you can just use your intuition on how you're going to either get that blockage removed or how you're going to spark your energy. Or sometimes you need to turn down um, the the energy in an area. So for example, I've been working a little bit on, as you've already heard, I've been having a lot of emotions lately. And I just sometimes have to focus on an area where I'm like, oh, there's a little, like there's a lot of activity and energy there and working on balancing it out. So I find inner self work and like chakra work, um, like energy healing work, even like acupuncture, um, that can be really nice and feel good when, you know, you're just, you're struggling. Um, you're having a hard time and, and working to like balance out the energy can be a great shift that you may need to get things going and maybe to um, help bring yourself out of these tough times or just be gentle and loving to yourself during that time. My seventh and final practice that I personally use when I'm struggling or having a bad day or in tough times is spreading some kindness into the world and also making the conscious effort to remove things in my life that make me feel bad or bad about myself. So I'll start with the kindness piece. So for me personally, I find that when I'm feeling down, putting some good out into the world feels good. It like lifting and supporting others makes me feel good too. It makes them feel good. And I'm not talking about the kind of like giving and supporting where it just feels like where it's like draining in a way um, where you're like, I'm sure we've all experienced that feeling of like, you feel like you're just giving, 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 I'm giving to everyone, um, but not taking time to like give to myself. I'm just talking about like little, like random acts of kindness, like little nice things that you can do, like send someone a text and just be like, you know, you're doing amazing. I admire how, you know, dedicated you are to learning how to knit or, um, you know, you're in line at Starbucks, like, just pay for the person's coffee behind you or um, hold the door open for someone. You you heard me talk about um, in my reflections of 2021 episode how I never, like, I never needed those acts of kindness more than I did this last year, especially during times when I was just struggling with my first year of motherhood. And just the little, like, moments of kindness from strangers just made me feel so it seriously like gave me life at times or like nearly like brought me to tears and it was just like I didn't even realize like I needed it and I've been thinking a lot about how I don't, it's like we've been inside for so long we've been away from each other for so long it's at times it feels like we've forgotten how to like be nice to each other or be a community and so just doing these little things these little bits of kindness for people 
I find not only, um, you know, helps to lift others up, but it just, it feels really good to me. And so I find like focusing on just doing some kind things for others um, can really improve my mood. And I do like, this was reaffirmed for me actually this week. Um, I had a friend who did something really kind for me and I had after I made my vision board, I was just like, you know, in a good old um, group text that I love full of these wonderful, supportive, um, you know, friends of mine. And we were talking about like, what we were doing on New Year's Eve. And I, you know, usually I don't like share this kind of stuff. If I do like, you know, vision boarding or things like that, I like to keep it to myself. But for, for a reason, I was like, oh, you know, I'm just hanging out and reflecting and meditating and creating a vision board because I'm definitely like you know the the earthy like woo-woo friend in the group that would say something like that and you know they were like what's on the vision board and and I was like this is what's on my vision board and I just you know shared like my goals and a lot of what was on there is like things that have to do with like my business but also like me personally and that was you know weeks ago and just this week, I had a little thing on my door and a friend of mine had sent me a plant that really symbolized like growth and that um, was a plant that's supposed to help manifest and cultivate a lot of these things that I'm working towards and sent just this really nice card just like cheering me on and being like, you know, I, you know, I'm proud of you and you're doing amazing and I know you can do it. And that was truly like one of the nicest things. Um, I was so moved and so touched by that. And I'm sure it took her five minutes to go and just, you know, order this plant and have it shipped to me. But that will stick with me for so long. It has stuck with me. I mean, even now I just like, oh, just like retelling that story. That was just one of like the nicest, sweetest things that someone has done to me in a very, very long time. And now every time that I look at that plant, because it's in my office now by my vision board, Every time I look at that plant, it like is just a reminder and it's almost like getting like a hug from that friend. And it was just really, really kind and special and just a reminder to me that like our actions have power. And I really believe that like what you put out in the world will also come back to you. And it just, I don't know, it feels good to like lift others up. So random acts of kindness is something that I like to do when I'm feeling down. Um, you know, it lifts others up and I, I find that it, you know, brings some joy to my heart as well. And then the other side of that is I try to make a conscious effort to remove things that don't make me feel good or feel good about myself. So you've heard a little bit about how sometimes I find lately I've been struggling with like comparison and this, oh, I should be doing this, I should be doing that, or being like, oh my gosh, how does this person have time to like accomplish all these things? And it's not always in like an envious way, but it's more like I look at other people that are just like, you know, it seems like they're just like crushing it, which I don't know if they actually are or not. Because again, like I'm talking primarily social media, we're only seeing people's highlight reels, like everyone has something going on in their life. But sometimes I look at things and I'm so excited for them and I'm so proud of them and I am just cheering them on. But I also find that it's hard for me to not compare. And that has nothing to do with them. That has everything to do with me. And when I find myself falling into that, I have to make the conscious choice of 
cheering them on and being excited for them, but also recognizing when I'm falling into that trap of comparison because it is not good. It is not good for my well-being. We know that comparison is a thief of joy. And when I find myself falling into that, I know probably a time to take a social media break, probably a time to take a step back and consciously step back from those things and just, you know, kind of do a little a little maintenance, a little mind, body, spiritual maintenance. And if that means that there's someone, you know, I think it's just important to be conscious of what you're consuming. And I've been trying to consume less of things that don't make me feel good about myself. And so if it doesn't make me feel great, doesn't make me feel good about myself, um, then just removing that out of my life. And so that's, you know, it feels good to do wonderful, kind things. And I also am trying to just be more conscious and present with what I'm consuming, how I'm consuming it, and trying to, you know, surround myself with things and people that make me feel good and lift me up instead of feeling like, um, you know, it's not contributing to my well-being or kind of pulling me down a little bit. So that are, that, that is, those are, that's what I'm trying to say. Oh boy. (laughs) Obviously it's time for me to wrap up this episode because language is failing me. Those are my personal seven favorite mindfulness um, practices for tough times and when I'm feeling down. Hopefully one or some of those spoke to you or gave you an idea of how you can be gentle and kind with yourself during these times if you're feeling stressed, burnt out, tired, whatever it is. I would love to hear if you try one of these, you know, what you think of it. And remember that if you leave um, a rating or a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, take a screenshot, send it to me via DM on Instagram or via email. And you'll be entered to win a custom mala. I'm really looking forward to making this mala for one of you. I'm going to like handpick all of the um, the marker beads and pick the right gemstones. And I'm just really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. So I can't wait to give that to one of you. I hope that you're doing well. That's it. I hope you're doing well. I hope wherever you are, you are finding little moments of peace and joy. And I'm sending you the biggest hug. Thank you for joining me. And I will see you on Sunday for another meditation.